Hello, welcome to episode two of the Being Wordy Nerdy podcast. Yes, we had the uh, see you in the next reboot episode, the return to behind the mic, um, and then now uh, just getting the ball rolling. Um, listen back to that episode, the original uh, episode one of the Being Wordy Nerdy podcast uh, is still up on podcast services. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, which is mainly the one that I share the most because um, it embeds better on like blogs and social media. So it doesn't mean that it's just Spotify that the podcast is available. It's also available on um, Apple, uh, I believe Stitcher, Google, uh, Google is one of them, uh, Pocket Casts. Pretty, pretty much wherever you listen to your podcasts, um, you can listen to this podcast. I still haven't form, formulated a uh, run of show yet. I'm starting to get ideas of how I want to have the show run down. I'm thinking by episode three or four, I'll really have a, a good set pace for where I want to go. But I do have a topic for today, but I'm going to kick it off by um, starting with what I've been, uh, I've been, I listen to a ton of other podcasts, and I want to always lead off this one with podcasts I listen to. I'm gonna share one each week. Um, I'm obviously eventually gonna hit a wall, uh, because I only listen to about 10, I believe. Um, so I'm gonna mention one per episode until I hit a wall, and then after that. Hopefully, we've garnered an audience enough where I can get some podcast listening suggestions where I can actually listen to some suggested podcasts uh, for myself. But uh, one podcast uh, that I want to suggest that's a little different for me, uh, if you know me and you've you know listened to this podcast enough and read some of my blogs and my seen my social media presence, especially on Twitter... Um, this podcast suggestion is going to be a surprise. It, it surprises me that I still even listen uh, to it because it is so, like, just out there to what my personality is. Um, and it is called Daddy Issues. Um, the full title of it is Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson have Daddy Issues. Daddy Issues with Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson. Those are, like, the three... Um, the three uh, breakdowns that they have the, uh, for the title of the podcast. The podcast on Apple Podcasts has five stars, uh, 850 uh, ratings. I don't know how long this podcast is going to last. Um, maybe uh, Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson can answer that question. But um, it is it is worth a listen. Like, if... Uh, you don't even have to be even though it's entitled daddy issues you don't need to be a dad obviously because I'm not a dad um, unless you consider my toy poodle uh, Casper uh, my son which I do call him my son but in a joking way um, you don't have to be a father you don't have to be a, a guy um, you just need to be someone who has human problems which we all do because we're all human 
um, and Joe Buck and Oliver Hudson, who they both talk themselves every week. They'll start off about 20 minutes into the podcast just talking about how their week went since the last episode and what issues they're dealing with. It could be depression, how they're dealing with their kids, um, how they're dealing with their relationships with their parents. Um, uh, and it's 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 just a, a really fun listen because it's one it's hysterical. I find myself within five minutes of putting the podcast on, I'm just almost in tears, crying and laughter, and I just immediately have to call my my own dad. And I always share to my girlfriend too, and she thinks I'm nuts when I do. But the things that Oliver Hudson and Joe Buck say are just off the wall and hysterically funny. Um, things that, uh, man, I can't even, I, on my podcast, I don't want to be explicit and have that kind of content, so I can't repeat a lot of what they say, but just listen to Daddy Issues by Joe Buck and Olive Hudson. They always say at the top of the show, even at the end of the show, you know, share um, that you like the podcast, or maybe if you don't, but mainly that, of course, share that you like it. Um, and this is my version of sharing that I love that pod. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to now. I have my you know, informational, fill my brain, geek, nerdiness for, you know, the baseball and football. And uh, I'm a gamer. And the more I sit down to do this podcast, the more I'll talk about, you know, games I play and things like that and things I'm watching. And that goes back to what I wanted to say. It was like, I'm going to start each episode with the podcast I'm listening to. I might even, once I hit that wall, maybe I'll talk about an episode I listen to because I listen to podcasts every day. I'll talk about like what I heard, something like that, you know, little ideas like that, and then end the show with, you know, things I've been playing or things I've been watching. I want to start reading again because I started the year reading well. I read two books. I don't remember the two. That's terrible. Um, That's another thing. I want to read more books and share to you guys um, what books I'm reading. You know, those are things I want to share and, you know, cultivate a uh, a community where we can kind of tell each other what we're doing and stuff like that. Um, here we go. So the books I've read this year, um, the only book I've read this year, according to my... Oh, no. I read, I did read two books. So How About Them Cowboys? I started reading it in, like, late 2019 and finished it in 2020. I'm counting it for this year. Uh, Inside the Huddle with The Stars and Legends of America's Team by Gary Myers. And I also read it took me like three months. You know, my Goodreads account says it started it in January and finished it in March. Uh, long book, but again, I, I, I consider myself a fast reader when I'm actually reading. Um, once I sit down to read, my girlfriend always says I love reading long books. And I do like... the So this one is Belichick, The Making... Of the greatest football coach of all time by Ian O'Connor. That is a phenomenal book. And the book I have as my currently reading, which I have not read since I picked it up in late March. uh, Homegrown, How the Red Sox Built a Champion from the Ground Up by Alex Speer. Spire. Yikes. If you hear this episode, please tell me if that's how you pronounce your last name. But, um... I've been thinking about whether or not... I literally, I think I just read the introduction of that book. So I've been thinking about, do I go back and just, you know, restart uh, Homegrown? Or do I look at my bookcase and see what else I haven't read? Um, Do I order a new book? I've been kind of trying to figure out what I want to do. 
with that. But that's basically like a, a gist of like how I'm going to start the show a podcast from the week and then end it with, you know, what I've been kind of doing um, in this coronavirus quarantine unnormal world we're in right now. Um, but this week's topic, I'm also going to have a, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't promise these things, but part of my breakdown of what I want to do is I want to at least have an episode of a podcast per week, <clears throat> maybe two. Um, and uh, I want to have set days for when I write as well. But mm, podcasting is a little easier because I can just sit down and record and just talk. Um, whereas my writing, I like to spend a little time. I've been reacting a little faster uh, with writing. Um, late, late last week, it was... Um, Blake Snell's comments, which I thought of making a topic for the podcast, but I kind of want to make everything unique to its own thing. So do read that on my blog. I'll, I'll plug uh, some of my recent work uh, at the end. Um, but Blake Snell's comments of uh, coming back and baseball returning, and then earlier in the week, last week, it was um, I was just fascinated by Peter King's. Uh, column from Football Morning America. I spoke about it in episode one, so I won't go too far into it. Uh, but just the, what what is the return of sports look like? Is how it's being dictated by coronavirus and not us, and w- educating ourselves a little bit more on what the virus actually is. Because I feel a lot of people just kind of throw things out there, thinking they know what it is when they don't. Um, and those are the two things from last week. This week, I don't have any idea besides actually sitting down to write my long piece on Jarrett Stidham and putting it out there this week. So podcast right now, I'm looking at Monday, Wednesdays as recording days. This I'm recording on Sunday night, May 17th, and I'm going to post it for Monday. So I'm talking to you from the past if you're listening to it now. Um, And then do a recording for Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night, or, you know, sometime Wednesday, and put it up right away, because uh, I, I edit these pretty quickly, uh, but that's kind of my early ideas for it, nothing set in stone, once it's set in stone, I will broadcast it on this podcast consistently, and um, it'll be on my blog, I put everything on my blog, um, beingwordynerdy.wordpress.com, check it out, that's where all my stuff is, um, but that's what I wrote last week. I'm gonna definitely write more this week um, as you know news trickles out there and stuff. No news has really come out that has kind of garnered enough interest in me to say I want to write about this. The only thing was uh, what I'm gonna talk about in this episode of the podcast, um, and I thought it was be, it would be interesting. Um, so I think it was Friday. Major League Baseball sent to the players union uh the proposal for uh health protocols um to start the game uh to start games i'm trying to see if i can find it it's from the athletic ken rosenthal and evan drellich um here we go i got it it's from yesterday so saturday so saturday mlb proposed medical and safety protocols to players in a 67-page document. That's the title. And The Athletic got this document exclusively. There has been reaction pieces from baseball columnists and writers 
across the board from every media outlet you can think of. And I thought to myself, similar to the Blake Snell comments, hey, I want to jump in on this and do my own piece on it. But then I said to myself, it would be more fun because it would have just been a laundry list of, of items of like, oh, this is what they said. This is kind of, you know, this is a quick reaction to what I think, um, which I could have done, but there was just so much of that. So I wanted to move it forward and actually do something a little fun too. And the fun I want to have with it is actually look at the, not, I'm not going to look at the 67 page document. I'm just going to go off of the athletic article from Ken Rosenblatt and Evan Drellish in which they break down the document. And I'm going to just react to what the proposal is. Um, now, right now, I have not looked at it. I have not read it. I saved it on my athletic profile um, to purposely, you know, talk about it here. Um, break it down piece by piece and react. Um, so, <clears throat> the first thing that I see right at the top, it's the very first sentence of the piece. No exchanges of lineup cards. Like, that for that one right away... Is like wow! I don't even have to read any further. No exchange of the lineup cards. It, basically, a, a baseball tradition. They don't really show it on broadcasts. Uh, the exchanging of lineup cards. Usually, one of the coaches, the manager, will do it some, um, sometimes. But uh, they'll exchange the lineup cards at the start of the game. Um, so that's not happening. Uh, new baseballs. Anytime a ball is put in play and touched by multiple players. That's the second sentence of the piece. Um, I'm going to stop telling you what sentences they're on now. You get the point. I'm breaking this down pretty in-depth. New baseballs anytime um, a ball is put in play. I always thought that they did that anyway. So, you know, to me that's something I thought they did anyway. Um, The no exchange of lineup cards is definitely a change. Uh, The next one is players wearing masks except while on the field. And it's kind of weirdly put. Players wearing masks, except while on the field. So I guess they'll wear masks, I guess, in the dugout and in the stands where they're going to be sitting. And they won't wear them while they're fielding and hitting, which would be uncomfortable anyway. I'm sure there'll be players... At their own discretion, that'll do otherwise. But, yeah, that that one's a little confusing. But the wearing a mask thing, I mean, I've seen some pictures from the uh, KBO League. And what I've seen is the, the, the runners have a mask on, but not the... If I'm not mistaken, I haven't looked into it too much, but the, the batters and the pitchers and fielders don't have masks on. So we'll, we'll see that when it comes. Uh, standing six feet apart. During the singing of the national anthem and God bless America, uh, sitting six feet apart uh, in the dugout and if necessary, even in the stands. So basically the social distancing aspect of it. Um, so that was just a quick rundown. They started off the very lead of this piece is just shocking uh, right away. Um, let's see. Okay, so they break it down here real nice. So. They, and they highlight it. So, uh, the first thing they bold out is testing. So, testing. We, we mentioned this last week on last week's podcast. Or, the, I should say, last podcast. Um, the biggest thing to get baseball back, any 
sport that wants to come back, the NBA football, um, the thing they have to put first and foremost is the health and safety of its players. That That's it. The health and safety comes first. Everything else comes after. <laughs> and saying this now actually reminds me of a, a tweet thread I want to talk about right after we look at this article because it's it kind of shows the polar opposite of Blake Snell's rant um, where he's bas- where he basically says, oh my goodness, I'm not taking a pay cut. I- I'm risking my life, blah, 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 blah. Again, you can read that post I put out there and I, you know, I put a link to the video of his two-minute rant versus uh, Sean Doolittle, a relief pitcher for the Nationals. Um, I came across his tweet thread uh, I think it was yesterday, and I read through it, and it is like six to seven tweets linking articles and research just backing up every comment he makes in every tweet. It was such a uh, night and day. I, I, in It's a spoiler for my blog post, but I, 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 you know, I've appreciated what athletes are doing now. They're a little more vocal, and I think there's more time on their hands, but... Uh, Blake Snell's comments, you know, whether you agree with him or not, you know, uh, more power to him for actually coming on and saying something. Um, not a lot of players have the, n- n- not only players, but not a lot of people have the, the, I don't know how to say it, the, the, they don't feel comfortable enough to come out and say something. Um, so I, so I give him credit. I really do. Um, I give him a lot of credit for 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 taking a chance. <clears throat> um, but yeah, testing is so key. Testing is really key. In order to play, you've got to test. Um, you can't play without testing because you got to know if you if your players are sick or not. So seeing that is great. So the first bullet says regular testing for all players, managers, coaches, and umpires plus a limited number of essential staff members who come into close proximity with players. So basically, everybody. Everybody's going to be regularly tested, which is great. Um, I'm trying to see the next bullet that would be a good one to point out. Um, It gets pretty in-depth here. It talks about the type of testing they'll be getting. This one's good. Uh, Individuals who are tested must self-quarantine at his or her spring training residence until the results of the testing are reported, likely within 24... Oh, excuse me. Wow, that is uh, not the greatest podcast listening you'd want to hear. Excuse me. Uh, the, The results of the testing are reported likely within 24 to 48 hours. Any individual who tests positive is instructed to self-quarantine and get treated accordingly. So, if you get tested, you got to stay put for two days. Um, asymptomatic individuals will undergo temperature checks and symptom screens at least twice daily. All individuals will undergo testing multiple times per week, with results taking approximately 24 hours to report. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, asymptomatic is you're not showing any signs of symptoms. So, you just gotta keep, they're basically gonna keep checking you to make sure you don't, you know, 
actually uh, contract coronavirus. Um, oh, this is an interesting one because they've talked about thermometers and being uh, going going forward pretty much like going to concerts and games and any places like that. I even know for my job that they they're gonna have thermometers and will check you when you come to work. I believe. Um, so it'll be the same thing here. The players are gonna have um, their temperature checked. So this bullet says an individual with a temperature above 100 degrees Fahrenheit, other symptoms consistent with COVID-19 or in close contact with a confirmed case is subject to immediate rapid diagnostic test at a location close to the club facility. So basically making sure that you don't have the virus. Um, basically testing, testing, testing. Antibody tests. Um... Daily home screenings. That's interesting. The clubs are going to provide thermometers, according to this. Like I said before, people are going to get their temperatures checked. Wow, that's my second yawn. I'm sorry. This is this is some bad content for uh, podcasting, but um, I'm recording this uh, after a long day of work. Maybe not my brightest idea, but I wanted a podcast instead of play games, so I'm being productive. <laughs> uh, next is... Oh, here we go. Any individual who reports COVID-19 symptoms or temperature above 100 degrees during a home screening will not be permitted to enter a club facility and instead must immediately self-isolate and be directed to a team physician. Wow. Uh, this is this is something. So basically, sum up that part of this piece by Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich is um, testing, which is what people have been saying from the start of this. Like, testing is going to be massive. Like, you have to be sure you're te- being tested. Otherwise, you know, it just... It, it's going to reverberate a lot uh, of issues if there's no testing done. you got to make sure that uh, you guys are tested, staff members, anybody who could be tested needs to be tested. Testing, testing, testing. If you want sports back, testing has to be done. Mind my uh, influx of sound here. I'm going up and down. I'm looking at my levels for the podcast and it is it was bouncing just bouncing um so there was some spikes there but i think i fixed it at this point anyway so uh next bold is spring training so limited to 50 players per club uh to address heat concerns spring training games in florida and arizona would begin between 7 and 9 p.m local time so east, eastern for Florida and then western for Arizona. Uh, Four-person umpiring crews would be used with the possibility of adding a fifth. Multiple plate umps when temperatures reach certain levels. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> Switching in and out umpires. Lord have mercy. Um, let's see. Next bullet. <clears throat> Next bullet says... 
individual and small group workouts consisting exclusively of pitchers and catchers, divided into groups of five players or fewer, and assigned different times and areas of the complex. While they get into the weeds. Next one is, uh, the next bold is facility protocols. So, basically cleaning and disinfecting areas, safely distributing food, um... No communal water and sports drinks jugs. Wow. Only personal water or individually prepared sports drinks. Wow. No spitting. Using smokeless tobacco and sunflower seeds in restricted areas. Any physical interactions such as high fives, fist bumps, and hugs must be avoided at club facilities. Wow. Wow. That one, besides the opening lead of this piece, that bullet from the facility protocols part of this is just stunning. So we started off with no exchanges of line of cards, which stunned me. And then under facility protocols, the bullet that says uh, no spitting, using smokeless tobacco and sunflower seeds in restricted areas... Any physical interactions such as high fives, fist bumps, and hugs must be avoided at club facilities. Wow. Wash your hands is the next one. Sanitize your hands. Um, They want to promote social distancing. Lockers should be six feet apart. Showering will be discouraged at club facilities. The use of indoor batting cages is discouraged. When hitting outdoors is an option. Hitters are encouraged to use batting gloves and batting practice. Pitchers are encouraged to wear masks. I like how they say encouraged. Pitchers will use a personal set of baseballs during bullpen sessions. And separate balls to demonstrate pitching grips and mechanics. Only necessary players will be in dugouts. Inactive players may sit in auxiliary seating. Wow. Dugout phones will be disinfected. Group dining is discouraged. Use of saunas, steam rooms, hydrotherapy pools, and cryotherapy chambers are prohibited. Exchanging of lineups and stuff. We, we spoke about that. That's The, the next one's on-field operations, so we covered that. Travel. Um, well, okay, so this is interesting. Whenever possible, teams are to fly into smaller airports. Uh, teams should control their environments as much as possible, use public transportation and individual private transportation, rideshare services like Lyft and Uber is discouraged. Um, oh, wow, this is something. While players will not be officially quarantined, members of the traveling party are not to leave the hotel unless they receive advance approval from team personnel. The only people permitted to visit players' rooms are immediately immediate family members Socializing with other family members or friends is discouraged, but not entirely prohibited. Wow. On the road, they should just stay in their hotel. At team home cities, players can stay at their desired locations as long as they follow best practices. Wow. And then there's some great... uh, I might tweet these out. Or I probably will share this part of it. There's uh, three images, um, which breaks down 
<clears throat> dugout defense. So it actually shows you where the pitching coach and hitting coach will be, where the bench coach is, where the manager will be. <clears throat> wow. And it actually shows, it actually says no standing in stairwell. Obviously, uh, six feet of social distancing will be practiced. Oh, wow. They're going to have a glove and a bottle at each seat to designate do not sit areas on the benches with six feet of labeled tape. Wow. And then they're going to start using the immediate um, stadium seats for starting pitchers for infield, outfield reserves, and tier one staff will be in basically the front row right above the dugout. Wow. This is something. Oh, so that's the dugout side for the defense. Oh, there's two separate dugouts. So one for the defense, and then they're going to have one for the offense. Two row distance between four seats between, so they're going to have rows. So in this graphic, it says, in the stands, most likely above the dugout, players, coaches, and tier one staff who are not in the dugout, bullpen, or clubhouse, shall sit with at least four seats in parentheses, six feet between each person, at least two rows between each person. Wow. At the dugout railing, players, coaches, and tier one staff shall utilize a personal towel when leaning on the railing. Wow. They even show how they want teams to do stretches. Where the strength coach should stand, where the players should stand. They're going to have cones to separate them. Wow. Yeah, it says utilize cones to measure six feet distances for players to safely practice physical distancing while stretching. I'm, I'll probably post these because these kind of give you a, a great you know visual of what exactly MLB proposed here. But basically, to sum it all up, yes, it's a lot of minutia and a lot of detail i skipped a ton of it what i take away and it, it, it's it goes without saying baseball is not the only sport that can follow this but baseball and sports a lot of things going forward when they start getting back into normal whatever normal is going to look like after this it's going to be different it's going to be so 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 different and 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 we can't judge it until we see it when it comes but it's going to be different it's going to be really different but uh i saw a headline today uh of of a piece that i saved for myself to read later is baseball with these protocols played is better than no baseball. So that's where I'm that's where I fall on and I fall on the side of I'd rather have baseball no matter how the protocols are and eventually fans will go back and we'll have to do the social distancing then as fans ourselves but you know we have to. That's the the main thing is health and safety for players for eventually fans going back before anything else. And I think after reading this, after seeing how detailed this is, and of course it'll change, it's not an official, um, it's just a proposal right now, Um, um, I I think it's good. I think what baseball did is good. 
Um, had to do it. You just have to. And this leads me to the tweet thread from Doolittle, Sean Doolittle, who I mentioned before, the Nationals relief pitcher. I tweeted it out. I retweeted it. And I said that if you haven't seen it already, you have to read his thread. It is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. I'm not going to read the entire thread. But I'm not going to read any of it, actually. You should just... <laughs> He's under... His uh, Twitter handle is what would do do. What would do do. So what would do, D-O-O in all caps, and then do in D-O, lowercase. <laughs> You'll know because he's uh, checkmarked on Twitter, and it, it's under Obi Sean Kenobi Doolittle. He tweeted this out on May 11, so about a week ago. Um, but basically to sum it up, he goes deep into the health of this. Things that people aren't even bringing up. Research, long-term complications. He talks about how food and meat are being processed. Um, He talks about um, potential environmental risks. He mentions the Fauci stuff that I spoke about in the last podcast. Um, He talks about testing. He talks about hotel workers. And protecting them, and transportation workers, and pilots, and flight attendants, and bus drivers. He talks about the risk to not only players, but staff members, family members. He talks about players with underlying health concerns. He talks about long-term health effects, healthcare benefits that will be added. He talks about vaccines. He talks about... You know, whatever the proposal is, they have to address testing and stuff, which I think after reading this and breaking it down, MLB has addressed that. I urge you, and I, I, I retweeted out his thread, or you can go find him at the handle I, I just said, but you, you need to read that. Like, Sean Doolittle's, I, yes, to, to give yourself a comparison, listen to Blake Snell's comments. And then listen to, and then read Sean Doolittle's thread on Twitter. You'll get basically two different sides of it. Doolittle's more detailed and well thought out. And here's my research backing up what I'm saying. I'm not just saying this out of my own head. He thought it out. Blake Snell didn't think it out. He just was talking from emotion and was reacting to what was affecting him personally. Both sides are fine. Two two different deliveries. Some people will prefer Sean Doolittle's versus Blake Snell's, but still, both guys are showing concern for their sport, for themselves, for their teammates, and it goes back to what I said before. I like when athletes now are putting themselves out there and saying, look, this is what I stand for. I don't have a problem with that, and we nobody should have a problem with that. There is no side to this. This is a human thing. We should all support health and safety. We should all support testing. What is wrong with that? We should all be support having a slow, methodical reopening. We shouldn't 
risk things and say, okay, let's go back to normal because there is no normal. It is the new normal and we've got to adjust as it comes. But that's what the reality is. That's that's where we're at in 2020 right now. Will we get back to uh, our routines that we're used to? Yes, I believe that. But until then, we have to be cognizant of health, safety, and of course, the testing piece of it. And where I'm only focusing it on the sports of it, the baseball of it in this case. But there's so much more. There's so, so much more. So that's the topic for this week. Um, I'm ready for baseball. Right, you know, right now it looks like a June return for spring training, and then a July first return to the to the season. And I really hope that's the case. You know, um, will it end up being the case? We'll see. It changes every day. Every single day it changes. There's never a day where it's the same. So, I'm going to start wrapping up now. That's uh, my thoughts on MLB's recent proposal. We'll see what comes of it. And uh, maybe in the next episode, I'll kind of react to whatever that is. Whatever the official proposal is. Um, But, um, what I've been uh, doing, what I've been, uh, I haven't been reading. I'm trying to, as I said, I'm trying to figure out what to start reading again. In my they might end up being homegrown. Um, I haven't been watching any TV shows. I've attempted to watch Clone Wars, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, on Disney Plus because I'm trying to catch up I, on on the show. I, I'm in season four, um, and I've been stuck in the first half of season season four because I keep passing out. Uh, just ask my girlfriend; she will tell you that she's seen the same three or four episodes uh, because I keep falling on the same falling asleep on the same three to four episodes. So that's my dilemma there. Um, Oh, I saw a, a movie this week that I didn't fall asleep on was called uh, Half of It. It's on Netflix. Um, the movie leads off with saying it's not a love story. It it really isn't. It really isn't. Um, I would say it's more of um, you don't really know a person until you spend enough time with them. And then it's hard for people to open up. It's a. I don't really know how to explain it. I would just suggest watch it. It's on Netflix. It's been it's been an hour and forty minutes. I think. Really, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It, I stayed up for it. So, so it's called the half of it. I saw that. That was that was pretty good. Um. Um. This week. Oh, this week on my uh, Patriots podcasts that I listen to, which I'll plug in the coming episodes. Um. Uh, a, a topic conversation that has come up that I've noticed because I listen to a bunch of NFL podcasts and I read a bunch about the NFL, but uh, the, a, a topic conversation that has come up that I'm going to reference to, and I was gonna write like a whole piece, like a whole blog on it, but I said I'll I'll kind of uh, me- um, mesh it with my Jared Stidham uh, piece that I'm gonna work on. Um, this conversation is starting, which is a good thing in the NFL, and I'm, I'm probably going to link to a conversation, uh, Dan Patrick, uh, radio host Dan Patrick and Chris Sims, um, had, they had a great conversation this week on his show, on Dan Patrick's show, about how it seems like organizations are now getting smarter about 
not smarter, but more precautious, and they're thinking a little longer. The quarterbacks are getting paid because they're they're the next guy up, and not necessarily because they've done something better than someone else. Now the conversation is coming up of okay, let's hold back on giving this guy thirty million dollars a year, thirty five million dollars a year, just because last year. Aaron Rodgers got X amount of dollars. Are you as good as Aaron Rodgers? No. So why should you get more than Aaron Rodgers? That's that's kind of the conversation and that's come up. Um, and I like it. I really like it. I, I, I want to write about it briefly in my Jared Stidham piece that I'm going to work on. And I might even, once I finish the Stidham piece... I might tie it in to... Because I, whenever I do long-form pieces, I like to kind of blow it up and make it like a, a podcast and a, bl- a blog that I write. Um, I want to make that a conversation because it, it fascinates me. That idea of now teams are not going to... Hopefully, not going to say, oh, last year Patrick Mahomes got $40 million. We're going to give you 42 Just because he made that, so you should make more. Are you as good as Patrick Mahomes? No? Okay, so you're going to make less than Patrick Mahomes. Because then Patrick brought up the point of, okay, say Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson or both set new records in how much a quarterback gets paid. Does that, does that necessarily mean that you know a Trevor Lawrence comes into the league and he plays well in his first three, four years? Does that mean... He's the next guy up, and he gets 50 now? No. No. Because then, like, what about the Drew Breeses? The Tom Brady's? The Aaron Rodgers? What about these top-flight quarterbacks who have been underpaid? Or, who are, you know, rightfully gotten their pay? Like, the uh, a more, you know, uh, recent one, and it's still under go- underway... Is Dak Prescott. The Cowboys haven't budged. They haven't budged. They have they probably have their number. Prescott has his number. And they're kind of like seeing who blinks first. But Dak Prescott, good quarterback, is he great? Is he on the same level as the top paid quarterbacks like in Aaron Rodgers? No way. No way. And I'm going to stop myself there because I will continue down this rabbit hole. But I want to have that conversation. It is a great conversation to have. A really fascinating one. Like a really fascinating one. I'm going to leave it at that. That that That's... that's that, I'm going to end the podcast there. Food for thought for potentially the next episode. There was a dead pause in the middle of this podcast because I heard a noise. I wasn't sure what it was. Um, I got concerned as I was recording. Um, I'm going to try to cut that out. So when this is listened back to, you don't even notice that I stopped talking for about 30 seconds. Um, but thanks for listening. Um, this has been the Being Wordy Nerdy podcast. Go to beingwordynerdy.wordpress.com where you can find anything I blog about. You can find episodes to my podcast follow me on twitter at wordy nerdy um still toying around with instagram do have an instagram account 
this is my first time plugging and I haven't plugged in any, anywhere else. It's at being wordy nerdy. You can follow it. I did post an awkward story on there. I did post a couple of videos already um, plugging some work that I've done. Um, I'm still toying around with that. Not sure how I feel about it. I don't have any followers yet, so give it a follow. But I'm still toying with that. Um, but this has been the Being Wordy Nerdy podcast. I am Wordy Nerdy. And this is where we have conversations. Conversations about sports specifically. Because that's what Being Wordy Nerdy is all about.